0: Hello everyone and welcome to A Sporting Discussion, your podcast talking sports of all sorts. I'm AJ and joined after a little bit of a, a early year break by my co-host Andrew Donison. Andrew, welcome back. Hello
1: AJ, pleasure to be here and it is sports, sports, sports. It's is it the- what? End of some seasons, it's the start of other seasons, and it is just sport rama There's basketball finals, there's uh, football finals, and <laughs> coming up to the end of the A-League season, yeah, there's starting some. of the
0: men's football seasons, there's cricket going on there's all around the world. Cricket everywhere, yeah. Oh, the, oh. Egg ball, the Egg Balls are starting to kick off around Australia for the winter as well, Rugby League, and uh, uh, the Aussie Rules are kicking off, but man... Should we explain where we've been for the last little while? Because mm-hmm. I think the last draft we did was in late 2022, and uh, since then we uh, spent a little bit of our summer break on uh, summer fill-in on Triple R Radio in Melbourne. So uh, that was a good bit of fun. We do love getting into an actual studio, not just what our you know rudimentary facilities here at ASD Stadium. Uh, but uh, we had a lot of fun on the Triple R. Um, uh, Frequency. Airwaves, 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 well, airwaves. That's, that's what, what I was called. looking for.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's always
0: always good fun to to be in there
1: and play around with a significantly larger setup than than
0: we do have here at yes. ASD Stadium. Even though ASD Stadium is state of the art, it is it is triple R is state of the art, state of the art. That's right. Well, what are we doing here this week? It's draft season, Draft season. We're going to be looking at or drafting.
1: It's. I think it's more just giving our top five because I don't think. <laughs> it, I've seen a few things where people draft uh, yeah. amusingly the best orange thing. It's,
0: yeah. Hilarious! It's quite I, good. I yeah. love it. But you need more than two people. Well, oh,
1: no. You just, with this, I don't think our top five are going to to clash. So yeah, I think that if I true. if I go pick one, I'm not going to take
0: one of your top five. Mm.
1: So it is a draft, and, and
0: it doesn't really work in reverse where you're yeah trying to finish at Pick one doesn't really you know, no. You can go from like moderately good to the absolute best. That's a weird way to, to run a popsicle stand. Remember
1: when the AFL tried that with their draft, they did the top 10 in reverse order? Yeah. So the clubs had to do the draft, submit it to the AFL, and then they did a fake draft on TV that. to go,
0: oh, the number 10 oh, the number pick is this,
1: three. number nine is this. Yeah. Oh, who's
0: got to be number one? If anyone gave a shit about the AFL draft, it would have been revolutionary, but it also... The AFL draft is uh, there's basically a standout number one, and anyone else is a lottery. So I love the draft, I love the coverage, but I'm enough, enough. So I'd, that's I'd all love right. it if I knew anything about it. I, I,
1: before, before we do get into – sorry, what do we go
0: to draft? The greatest, your favourite, your I'm using the royal your mm-hmm. favourite live sporting events. Love it. All right, just to just to give a taste, and uh, because I feel a duty to do this. When we first spruced this episode in November 2022, we did get a bit of uh, uh, listener feedback, people telling us of their favourite events. And um, we've got a couple of uh, audio grabs from uh, Beefy from 365 Days of Sport and uh, from. Great friend of the show, Aaron Della Hunty, um, freelance netball journalist, the best in the business. And we've got a few coming through on Twitter and Facebook as well. Andrew, that's Twitter at ASD underscore radio or Facebook.com slash the sporting discussion. Let's start with Kelvin Hui, who said, uh, Scott Boland, day at the MCG, um, where, what did he take? Five for seven or something? Oh, six for seven. Was it on debut? I was on debut, yeah. took
1: five wickets uh, in... I think it was five in the day, in the, in that, on that second day. He took one
0: the night before. Mm. That was incredible. That's a good one. Paul Reardon says, uh, Liverpool versus Melbourne victory at the MCG was far and away the best non-competition sporting event I've been to. That was about 90,000 at the G. Yeah. Ange Postacoglu was coaching the victory. Oh, uh, um, okay. There's video out there of uh, the crowd singing, You'll Never Walk Alone. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, so I know nothing about the actual game itself but I
1: do remember seeing I, 17 different angles of crowd yeah. footage of them singing You'll <laughs> Never Walk Alone on, yeah. and people just going, that's the loudest it's ever been, which yeah. is pretty
0: cool. One, It was either 3-1 or 4-2 but it doesn't matter because it's an exhibition one. Paul Reardon also says he was at warning 700 at the G which was bowling Andrew Strauss around his legs. Not a bad one. Was it around his legs? Yeah. I don't think it was around his legs. Well, he bowled him anyway. Did so definitely
1: bowled him. Yep. Uh, I was at where was I? I was at Fed Square. Were watching watching that. We didn't get tickets to to day one. We, oh. I don't know why we didn't just go. But yeah, it was. We're sitting in Fed Square watching. That was that was. Good, but nowhere near as
0: good as yeah. as being there. And uh, one more before we get into it, and it, it is more Shane Warne, the 2006 Ashes Adelaide Test. This is from Jeremy Friedman. Four days of dry, turgid cricket flipped on its head by SK Warne. That was where England made 500 in the first inning. It looked like it was tapering away to a draw. And then Warne took, I think it was, three or four quick wickets to boot, boot England out of there. And then Australia chased down 180-odd in fast time. Don't check my numbers because it's a long time ago now and who really cares. It was but, just a great day. And Jeremy said it was his favourite live sporting event ever that he attended. Worn bowling Kevin Peterson around his legs just after. Are you af- sure it
1: was around his legs? Yes. yeah. <laughs> just after Kevin Peterson had either put out a book or there was been a, a, a quote from him saying he would never get bowled around his legs. <laughs> and you'd the, the vision of him playing the sweep shot, missing it, getting bowled, and he doesn't. He doesn't look back at the stumps. He doesn't look back at Warren. He
0: just walks straight yes, off. So he yep. goes, yep, oh. I know, I know, <laughs> I know. All right, Andrew, will we start with you then? Um, how do you want to do this? Do you want to go six to one, five to one? Do you want to start with a special mention? Do you want to start with your worst ever? Actually, save your worst ever. Oh, okay. Oh, I know what my worst ever is. Yes. Uh, special mention. Special
1: mention. 2019. I was in the UK. I was in London. I had been... No, I wasn't. I was in Manchester. I had (laughs) been at the, the cricket and I stayed for a little bit longer than I was intending to. So, I had some spare time. And I thought, oh, what's on tonight? And so, I googled what's on in Manchester. A first round FA Cup match between... FC United of Manchester and the Atherton Collieries. Oh, the
0: protest club, the the protest FC United of Manchester. Yeah, yes, uh-huh. yeah. That's great. Uh, so, sort a crowd was it? Wow. So this is if, from a if, if you're in Melbourne,
1: this would be like, which is where which is where we are. This would be like, uh, maybe Q versus Baldwin. Like it's just oh, two Toffs Tuff, versus Ritchies. No, 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 no. Okay, no. <laughs> so not not that. But in terms of it's just two random clubs. It oh, could okay. be um, Nidri versus Essendon. It is a real just round one of the FA Cup is all your local teams. Oh right, okay, and. So the the actual team, the EPL teams, don't come in until uh, much like further, round three, it, round four. Yeah. So this is super super amateur. <laughs> it's the butchers versus the the bakers, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it was a Tuesday or Wednesday night because they drew in on the weekend. Normally, the first uh, yeah. round is just yeah. one game, but if you draw in the first couple of rounds, yeah. you got to have a winner. They go to they don't go to penalty shootouts because they say. It's good value and good money for those clubs. So they do a reverse fixture. They play it at the other team's home ground. So for a game that usually gets 200 people or a ground that usually gets 200 people, we were there with 3,000 people at this little local ground. (laughs) The the field was definitely shorter than a normal ground. (laughs) And it was 10 bucks or 10 quid to get in. They... Oof. waived the rules around
0: serving alcohol. Oh, so you could drink in your seat and drink in your seat. stand. Drink There's in no your, seats. You can drink on your patch. Yeah. <laughs> and
1: I was standing uh, talking to a few people and my it was like real just local abuse. They were abusing everything. Everyone, <laughs> because it's like it means so much to get to the next round, yeah, like dollar-wise. Yeah, yeah. That's true. it's crowd Globs even die on the income, yeah, yeah. The crowd was uh, three thousand people. Two thousand nine hundred ninety nine going for FC United of Manchester and me just going for the crowd. Oh, this is awesome. How and did it? How did it? How did it end up? The Atherton Collieries won. The home team <laughs> did not. And I tell you what, Everyone all of the referee of the decisions end? were terrible. Oh. He was a bum. That wasn't offside. I You're a joke referee.
0: I can't believe how biased they were against the home team. I know that. So that for that's a special mention. Yeah. If that's uh, a jeez, you. You, you, tears are welling in your eyes Yeah can tell that. So that's Move on to your next one Your, your... Have, we, have, we got, have we got six each We do have six
1: each Good Number yeah. six Yes Similar level of football yeah. It was Friday night football In the ACT Fourth Third and fourth grade uh, Aussie rules competition At uh, Kingston Oval This is great Eastlake Football Club Versus ANU Football Club I played In the fourth grade game Yes We played a couple of games every year, Friday night. And
0: it's fourth so grade... It's so good. There should be more of it in local football.
1: Absolutely. There should yeah. be more of it in the middle of winter in Canberra where we needed to light fires in bins to keep warm. Exactly. And see where the ball was. The fire from the bin lit the ground quite well. 5.30 was the fourth <laughs> grade match. 5.30... Was, well, 5 to 7, sorry. And that was all right. And then the
0: f- yeah. third grade. Forget about it.
1: 7.30 to 9.30, <laughs>
0: freezing. We... For, Enjoy those, for those who haven't been to Canberra or ha- were only there on a school trip and didn't see it when it's dark, Canberra doesn't have a lot of like latent electric things going around, like lighting and things like that at night. There's not a lot of houses that have lights on <laughs> or not a lot of big shopping centres or big buildings that have lights, you know, uh, lighting things up around the place. So Canberra is very, very dark. Minus two dark.
1: degrees Ooh. is very cold. Yes. And... That game, it was a close game, but once again, much like FC United uh, of Manchester, <laughs> everyone was there yes. supporting Eastlake, <laughs> and all of the fourth-grade players had been enjoying uh, a red cordial or two.
0: And oh my God, and standing those, in those red the, cordials stayed very cold very quickly, which was great.
1: They did, yes, it was awesome. And just so that was—it was just fun, just. Actively supporting our team and mercilessly, mercilessly <laughs> sledging the opposition to the point where someone in the opposition started walking off the ground to come up to us in the top level of the so grandstand. Say, would, you that, would
0: you mind stopping that, please? Uh,
1: the, yes. So that is number <laughs> six for my most favourite sporting <laughs> events that I've attended.
0: AJ, do you I have a special it. mention I've, and a sixth? I have a special mention. Um, it was 2008. I was in Belfast, Northern Ireland. Oh. And I went to watch the Cliftonville Football Club play Glenavon. Uh, at solitude, the place there—that uh, sounds nice. Sta- place is called. Yes, um, the support at the opposition end, they get the far end of the thing, which looks like a truck pen. I right. think everything, everything else is done up pretty nicely for the home team, but the away end looks like a truck pen and is barbed wired across at across all sides. Across the the fencing is essentially barbed wire on all sides to keep people both in and out. Yes, and. Uh, Yeah, so that everyone stays happy. (laughs) Um, I was there about five minutes after the start Mm -hmm. because it was tough to get in. It was really full, only a couple thousand people but still full and they had a band of ultras who were up in the stands just singing (laughs) – singing the song I can't remember what it's called but um Home home Fans no yeah Home Fans they sang the entire time just one song all the time and I can't remember the name of the song but I can remember the tune it was we love you we love you we love you and where you go we'll follow we'll follow that song I can't remember what the song is actually called um and you know the real version is "I love him," but they sang that song over and over and over for ninety minutes, and in that ninety minutes, Cliftonville went down three nil in the first half mm-hmm. and came back to draw three all and it was just
1: bedlam oh wow
0: bedlam and Bananas everywhere. That was a special mention. That was a really, really good time. Um, absolutely terrifying at points, but it was also a really good time. And a very special mention to uh, seeing the Detroit Lions uh, beat the New York Jets uh, at uh, Jets Stadium in 2014. Because I always wanted to go to an NFL game, and that one was two dud teams, but it was still fun. A guy got tased out the back of, um, when we were lining up when we were lining up for beer. <laughs> Okay.
1: Yeah. Right. Never a dull moment. (laughs) Those sort of things, even if it isn't a great game, going to a different sport in a different stadium. I went to see Manchester City versus Brighton Hmm. in Man City's brand new stadium. Man City scored in the first three minutes. They ended up winning 3-0. It wasn't a very inspiring game, but I had an absolute
0: stuff oh, you've always great. watched on TV and gone, oh, I would love to just go and experience that.
1: Yeah, and that's, and that's, that's not in
0: my top five, so that yeah. wasn't a spoiler. That was a special mention. Right, give, only, us, give, us your, give us your sixth. Just quickly, the only bad oh. thing about watching sports in the States and in particular the NFL is that if it's not a dome, there's no roof. So if you're up in the top deck, you're just cooking oh. or freezing, depending on what it is. My they, pasty white skin would not like that. They build, They build bowls and often they don't put... Roofing on, roofing on the pulse. So anyway, uh, my number six, still 2014, uh, same, same trip in the States actually. I went to Yankee Stadium to watch Derek Jeter's second last home game when he was on his farewell tour of uh, Major League Baseball, the New York Yankees icon. The, why this is so memorable is because uh, we splurged for a little bit to get some pretty sweet couch seats behind home plate. Oh, amazing. Um, I'll post some photos on our uh, Twitter and Facebook accounts if people want to see. Um, and as fortune would have it, uh, Derek Jeter came up. He was the last at bat with two runners on base and they trailed by one. And if he uh, got a hit, then the Yankees would have won. Would have had a walk-off when It would have been bananas. So I'm watching this going, sitting in the chair going, this is fantastic. I couldn't have planned this. Da-da-da-da-da. He grounds out to shortstop. The game's over. The Yankees lose. <laughs> everyone goes,
1: oh. So, but um, it was that moment
0: of anticipation yeah. where you could you could do this. This could have been, you know, the um, Simpson softball <laughs> music was playing in my head and all that. Do you know what the funniest part of all of this was, though? Oh, what's that? The next night was his final home game Mm -hmm. and he came up with two two runners on base, needed to get a hit to win the game and he got the hit to win the game (laughs) and his final game at Yankee Stadium was scenes of uh, bedlam eruption, all that sort of thing. And when we were leaving um, Yankee Stadium that night before, we were going, should we come back tomorrow because that was a bit of fun? Oh, no, no, you didn't Nah, nah, let's not worry about it Because, you know you could have got tickets Oh, yeah, yeah It was, people were offering us tickets there Because we were Aussies, man Oh, (laughs) no So we thought, nah, don't worry about it We'll just, uh
1: Hang out and You didn't need to see the 14-time All-Star, five-time World Series champion in his final ever game. You had seen him in his second last game where he didn't win the game. Nah. Why do you need to see him in his last game, <laughs> win, the game? win the game?
0: But like you said, it's, a, um, it's the moments because I don't particularly care for the Yankees and I very much do not care for the Baltimore Orioles who they were playing. It was all about the experience. Okay. Yeah. All right, give, me, give me your number five. You're on a roll. All right. Uh, in 2015, the Asian Cup Uh, was played in Australia. Australia ended up winning, beating South Korea 2-1 in the final. Yes. uh, With Ange Postacoglu was coach before he was run out of town. But one of the best parts of that were the games that were played around the country that didn't involve Australia, Mm -hmm. um, where uh, expats, diaspora, all of those people came along to the games. And I went to the Melbourne Rectangular Stadium, a.k.a. the Bubble Dome, to watch Uzbekistan play Saudi Arabia. And it was an absolutely packed house uh uzbekistan won, three, one and it was the crowd you know when you're at a really good football soccer match the cr- and the crowd are thriving and thumping and it's just so good it's such good fun and the game was fantastic too uh just until uzbekistan busted them out at the end um but yeah that was a really really enjoyable experience i had no skin in the game no interest had no idea what was going to happen knew nothing of the players but um the experience was fantastic and there'll be more of that coming when the um, women's world cup comes to australia in July, I think it is. Was that, was, was one team or the other
1: more represented or were both, uh, was it Uzbekistan and Saudi Arabia sort of
0: equal? Probably just a fraction towards Saudi Arabia. Amazing. I yeah. love it. It was great. And yeah. plus, a so you know, bunch of uh, Aussies there who had no idea about anything either, so they just picked a side as well and just went for it too. <laughs> so I, I know that in that,
1: Um, that competition up in Canberra, one of the quarterfinals was Iran versus Iraq. Mm. And I know a bunch of people that went to that and they just said the atmosphere there was incredible. Only made even better by the fact that it was one all at the end of full time, three all after extra time, and Iraq eventually winning
0: 7-6 on penalties. Mm. So... Yeah, like you said, people still talk about... You know hardened rugby league types and rugby union types um, still talk about how much, how that 's probably one of the best games ever played in that stadium in canberra yeah, yeah. incredible
1: <laughs> I love it all right i 'm going to go with my number five all right. AJ. I i wasn 't there, so it kind of doesn 't <laughs> meet the full criteria, but i don 't care yeah, because okay. all right. it was one of the more amusing experiences. It was well, it's,
0: the, it, it's sport. It's live, so it, that, you
1: know. I, I was definitely. I'll, I'll, I'll allow it. I was alive, <laughs> and I was at a live venue watching it. I was at the Coogee Bay Hotel in two thousand and three. It was the Rugby World Cup. Australia playing Ireland. Mm. Now hosted in Australia. That World hosted Cup. in Australia. I happened to be up in Sydney for the weekend. Coogee Bay Hotel was heaving, absolutely heaving. We were – this is going to make no sense to people who have never been there. We were out the back in the beer garden area, big screen TVs on. I've gone to the front bar to get drinks for people. I needed oh, to get – my. mighty sporting, obviously. Yeah, we oh. had – I think I needed to get five beers. So a normal person – Might have brought someone with them uh, or maybe- Heroes don't do Maybe got a tray to carry their five beers. No. No. Because it was 2003, I was wearing baggy jeans. I'm like, (laughs) that's (laughs) fine. I'll get five pints and I will take a sip out of a couple of them and put them in my pockets, one in my front pocket each, and then carry the other three beers in my hand through this crowd. Genius. What could go wrong? Nothing could go wrong because I walked through. Everyone's so watching. out of the me. way. Beer yeah. in pockets. No, 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 pockets. no. Towards the bar it was everyone's watching the game. Going, ooh, ooh, ooh. All oh, right, yeah. I get my drinks. Happy days. Turn around. Ireland score a try, the entire front bar, which is where every single Irish fan in the place was, erupted, jumping up and down, hugging each other, bouncing off the walls into it. Do you have pockets full As of wet glass? I'm swaying, the beers in my hand are going up and down. The ones in my pocket are spilling, spilling everywhere. And someone just happened to be watching me and just went, Oh, mate. Oh, mate. And... I said to them, you know what? If you you can do me a favour and just grab those two half pints now out of my pocket, that'd be great. You could have those. So they did. They were Uh, happy because they essentially got a free pint. pint, pint, And I walked out to where my friends were. You've avoided
0: glass in your thighs.
1: (laughs) Yeah. No, no. It was all all good. I was just very, very wet. I got out to where my friends were and I've handed over three pints and they just sort of looked at me as if to go, "Where are the other? Oh, why are your pets? Why is your?" Sh- <laughs> and I just turned around and walked it's back up. to the bar we'll to get moment, to get my extra pints. I so it. It, it, it was the experience of being <laughs> at a game and in the throng, jumping up and down, yeah. without actually
0: being there. <laughs> it was awesome. Oh, a little tangent to that. Sure, I was at that game. Where are you? Yeah. It was at the, uh, then called the Telstra Dome, ah, now called Docklands. There you go. Yeah, it was good, good fun. Did you get beer spilt on you due to your own stupidity? Um, no, but there was a lot of jumping around and throwing off beer. Right. Because it was a really tight game and I think Australia won with a very late score, if memory serves me right. Again, recollections may vary, but uh, yeah, it was good, good fun. Not in, not in my top six, but still good fun. It was, it was uh, Australia versus Ireland. It was the last pool game, and
1: Australia finished on top of the pool. Ireland finished second. They were both undefeated going into that. Australia
0: won 17-16. That's the one. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, we might – let's – you know what? When we did spruik this one, we asked for audio comments too. And uh, we got a submission from Beefy of 365 uh, Days of Sport, who uh, I won't spoil it. Let's just put it in here and uh, he can tell the story for himself. Take
2: it away, Beefy. Hi, it's Beefy from 365 Days of Sport. I saw your discussion about the best sporting atmospheres I've ever been to. Now, I've been to a few sporting events in my time. I am, after all, the world's number one sports fan. That's according to Guinness. Well, Weirdly enough, I ended up at the Women's World Handball Championships a few years ago. Got very lucky. It was in Denmark, and Denmark just happened to be playing Sweden in their local rivals. It was in the quarterfinal. Now, in this arena, 15,000 people. I reckon 14,900 were Danes. Um, The Swedes, a little bit outnumbered, but it was like a Premier League football match. It was crazy. Every time... A Swedish player got the ball, the crowd booed. Um, the reception that Danes got was fantastic. Now, have a quick listen to this. This is the Danish national anthem. No music accompaniment needed. So, if you ever get to go and see a handball game in Denmark, especially, especially if they're playing Sweden, my advice is get along, enjoy it, because for the entirety of the game, the crowd were just madness. It was just continual. The only kind of uh, dead spot was halftime when there was no action going on. So, uh, no, I had an absolute ball, enjoyed it. I think from all the things we did on 365 Days of Sport, That was my highlight in terms of atmosphere. It was uh, absolutely brilliant.
0: That sounded unreal, Andrew.
1: The atmosphere, because I'd just been talking about the atmosphere of not being at a game. Yeah.
0: Nothing compares to the atmosphere of being at a game. Yeah, and... Uh, uh, well played, beefy, for having the presence of mind to actually record that while you were there. Yes, <laughs> yeah.
1: Like when, when you've got the crowd singing uh, the uh, and and the, the
0: uh, what is it? The actual. Uh, recording is not needed Yeah You know that the crowd's into it Yeah that's a great one And on that note So ends part one Of your favourite ever Sporting events live Part two is on its way uh, Check your podcast feeds And don't forget We're on Twitter At ASD underscore radio Or facebook.com Slash Discussion, And you can see our website At asportingdiscussion.com.au Music